Good morning, everyone. We're so glad that you're here. Um, this first song that we're going to do is Holy, 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 and then we're going to follow it up with Raise and Alleluia. So will you please stand and worship with us?
Father, on this day, we celebrate you and your goodness, your grace, your love, and your presence. On this day, we remember all the saints who have gone before us, who are now celebrating with you in the heavens. 
But Lord Jesus, we know that you're with us now. You are present and powerful and loving. You know us personally, and you will be with us always. So we give you thanks and praise as we sing our songs, as we pray these prayers. We honor you above all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please remain standing, and we're going to uh, share a scripture reading, but it's a responsive reading, so we want you to be involved, and you'll see that up on the screen. So let's together share. This is from Acts chapter 4, part of the theme for the youth gathering, uh, the middle school gathering that we're, that's been here since yesterday. In fact, they're going to join us at the 11 o'clock service, and so we keep celebrating God's goodness. But uh, here is uh, the scripture reading. Salvation is found. For there is under heaven given to men by which Can we do that again? Let's go back. And I want you to consider these words. This is really a profession of faith, and we're going to do that also. But I want you to really understand these words and the power in the name of Jesus and him alone. Salvation is found. For there is under heaven given to men by which we like to have us now have an opportunity to share our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Together, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered as Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. want to welcome every single one of you in worship today. We are rejoicing in what God is doing. Uh, yes, with our, the middle schoolers that have been here, but in you and me. God loves us with an everlasting love. So we welcome you, we celebrate you, and if you're a guest, we do want to get to know you a couple different ways. You could text 1C guest to 94,000. You can actually make your way over to uh, Next Steps, which is in the family gathering area, which is not far from the cookies. So if you find the cookies, you just go a little further and you'll get to Next Steps. Uh, where are Remy? Harlan, come on. Up we missed here. our cue. We missed this our is cue. The Sorry. cue. We didn't, I didn't, I, I was pulling on my ear, you know. <laughs> That's a Carol Burnett thing if you're old enough to know, right? Um, these two have been up on stage all day yesterday and now today, and I want to say thank you. I'll just say as a congregation, and I know that you, you wanted to kind of be in front of the, this body of Christ, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. Uh, my name is Harlan. I'm uh, principal and director of youth and outreach in our Redeemer Lutheran School and Church in Staplehurst, Nebraska. So I'm in the big city now. It's kind of weird for me, but this is okay. 
Um, I'll be all right. Uh, I just want to say thank you uh, for opening your doors for us this, this weekend. Um, a lot of people wouldn't do that for 460-some stinky middle schoolers, but they're, they're, we're having a great time. They're having a great time, and it stinky is a... Stinky is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been here last night at 11 o'clock. <laughs> but no, uh, it's just wonderful that you guys would do this for us, and I'm kind of excited to see what this 11 o'clock worship service is going to look like with everybody kind of together. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my so. name's Rumkea O'Kander, and we are the MCs, so we're kind of the, we are the people on stage. We get the kids excited and enthused, and and um, I had asked Pastor, I was like, "Can I just thank your congregation?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's do that during the announcement." So I just want to thank you on behalf of us and our Nebraska district, because truly, like, who is going to let 463 middle schoolers into their building and take over? And not only that, but I bring in a whole tech crew, and so thank you, Carrie and Greg and Crystal, your typical tech crew. We invaded their space, and they so graciously allowed us to do that and assisted us when we needed it. And then we brought in our band. Now, this is a band they don't aren't usually together. Bethany, um, yeah. They're helping us raise a hallelujah. I love hallelujah. It's my favorite word, right? Highest honor and praise. And so Bethany actually teaches at Lincoln Lutheran. She's a, they're all graduates of Seward, right? You are graduates and you three are students still. So um, Seward presence here, Carla and I are actually graduates of Seward too. Um, so Bethany put this team together for the event. And I think this is Bethany's third third gathering with us and we're so thankful to have her and so thankful we get to share their gifts and talents with you too and 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 do this worship so thank you from the bottom of our hearts um again you have an incredible facility and thank you for blessing us the use of it because it is hard to find places for almost 500 of us to gather and and raise a hallelujah so thank you thank you so much thank you very much And again, we give God all the glory for what he's doing. And uh, it was just exciting to see these kids yesterday. And I'm, I am joking, but I am like, what's it going to be like, you know, at 11 o'clock in here? So if you want to stay and, and watch with me, you can. It'll be quite the experience. Uh, a couple other things really quickly. If you have a prayer request and you would like it included in worship today, uh, text it to 402-242-5051. And it'll be woven into prayers today in the service. Uh, we're going to have communion, and here at 1C, we believe it is a gift of God. It is the bread and wine, yes, but also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. So if that is your belief, we invite you, we encourage you to celebrate with us. Uh, one other announcement outside of that is if you come into the family gathering area and you um, come in from the main doors and you see these feathers on the wall, it might remind you that something is coming up soon. It's called... Thanksgiving. Some of you are getting the, the cue. Uh, those are opportunities for you to support the, the uh, community Thanksgiving meal that's held right here, where uh, upwards to about 700 people are blessed uh, because of gifts and donations of the community. Uh, so if you would like to be a part of that, you could take a feather and bring back the item, and we will, uh, by the grace of God, make that happen. Um, other than that, during the next song, we're going to be passing the joy baskets. And you've heard me say it lots of times. Every single one of us is blessed by God. And he wants us to say thank you. 
Now, how you do that, you can raise a hallelujah. We did that. Great. You could serve. Please do. You can give of your tithes and offerings. Please do. But in all those things, do it as the Lord leads you. So pray, listen, respond, and just watch the great things that God is going to do because he is so faithful. Let's continue now as we worship our Lord.
right time. Time for what we call confession and absolution or forgiveness. What a beautiful rhythm, and that's the rhythm of the Christian life. We come before our God, we, we lay at his, at his cross all our sin, our brokenness, our pain, our hurt, and he takes it, and he does something with it that we couldn't do. And I'm not sure if you could see it, because we don't have lights on him right now, but there are three crosses that are up here. And I'll just tell you, from my vantage point, I was over here watching these young people coming up, and they had necklaces on. And on the necklace, there was a black um, uh, piece of fabric that was a reminder of their sin. And as they came forward, I got to cut that necklace off, put it on the cross, a reminder that Jesus forgives us. We belong to him. And then we had another cross to give them, a glow cross, beautiful reminder. And I, I got to say to these kids, you know what? Shine brightly the love of Jesus. And that's what's going to happen here. We are going to confess our sins. You're going to be reminded you are forgiven. And then I'm going to challenge you to shine brightly the love of Jesus. So up on the screen, uh, we're going to have a confession of sins. And it's going to be, again, a responsive greeting. And uh, we have it. So if you would, follow along and join in. We know that Jesus is the only Savior and yet we must confess that daily we fall short of living and being who he has called us to be. Let's confess our shortcomings now. Jesus, who knows us by name, we confess that we don't always listen to your will or your way. Jesus, who knows the very numbers of hairs on our head, we confess that we don't always put you first in our life. Jesus, who knows what we need before we ask, forgive us for failing you, and thank you for sending us Jesus. Know this, that Jesus has removed your sins as far as the east is from the west. They are no more because of our Savior. Know that God has given you a new heart and a new start to love, serve, and honor him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us praise our Lord for his faithfulness. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And we continue now with the celebration of the Lord's Supper. Oh, 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 oh,
love of God. That's what just happened here. When we receive this bread and wine, this body and blood of Jesus, it is a love that is unmatched by this world. It forgives us, it empowers us, it blesses us, and as, as it moves us to live as God's people. So now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Pray for Barbara Dell. She fell outside her home this morning and was taken to the hospital via an ambulance. Prayers for Jeff to find his peace and be okay with himself. 
Lord, give him strength to figure out all he wishes. Dear Lord, please help me forgive my father for all he has done in the past. I pray this sickness leaves my body. Dear Jesus, watch over all the members of our family and guide them to your loving grace. We pray for John and help him to receive good dialysis. Continue to give me confidence in helping him. Oh, Jesus, watch over Nathan. Open his eyes and his heart. Help him to reach out to you while you are waiting for him. Prayers for my father-in-law as he battles many medical issues. May God wrap him in his arms and comfort him. And prayers as I start chemo again tomorrow, praying for minimal side effects and a short hospital stay. Dear God, we pray that you watch all over us, that you guide us and lead us. We praise you today with all these youth that is the next generation for your revival. I ask that you watch and pray over all of us and lead us through this worship service. And there's so many people here glorifying your holy name. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'd like to begin our time as we look into God's word from Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is, it, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What do you think? Pretty awesome? Pretty life-changing? Oh, my goodness. All right, for those of you that 
um, are sitting here thinking, you know, I chose the 9 o'clock because I didn't want to be in a room of a whole bunch of kids and maybe do something kind of different. Um, I'm going to do something different. You can't avoid it. So if I can have the screen up there. All right. You're going to participate as much as you're able. Um, at least use your voice. And if you're able to stand, that would be great. So we're going to go through this three times. This is loved. This is forgiven. This is empowered. And this is blessed. You got it? You got your section? All right? So we're going we're gonna to frame it in this. Because of Jesus. And only because of Jesus. What are we? Let's, if you want to stand, you can. And if you don't, just say loved. 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 A little louder. Loved. Okay, now the next section, because that's what, you know, Remy and, and, and Harlan were doing, a little competition here. Next section, what, what are we because of Christ? Okay, just so you know, they're in first place. Next one. Empowered. Now, if you do it together, it'd be really good. One, two, three. And now the last section, and you can do it. Okay, have a seat. We're going to go back over here. We're going to go a little quicker. So now that you know the drill, and every one of these, it's because and only because of Jesus. Got it? Because of Jesus, we are Ready for this? I'm going to point to you. It doesn't have to go in that order. Theologically, it kind of does. But we're going to do it a little different. So I'm going to go over here and say, because of Jesus, we are? Empowered. Oh, over here, the first group. What are we because of Jesus? Love. All right. Thank you. Do you feel like you're in sixth, seventh, or eighth grade? All right. Way to go. Just when you thought it was over. Oh, gosh. I always joke about the fact that eighth grade was the greatest three years of my life. I barely got through eighth grade. But I'm going to tell you the reason they passed me is because they didn't want me to do a fourth year. I'm joking. It didn't take me four years. They were just like, get me out and get me over to the high school. Let those teachers handle that. And I'll tell you what happened. I had the reputation so that the teachers at Milwaukee Lutheran High School, they would look at the student list, and they were hoping that Jim Thielen wouldn't be in their classroom, because I would be terrible. So, question mark. How many of you have ever had a question in life? Okay. You're probably wondering, <laughs> why is he asking this? That's a question, just so you know. So if you haven't had one, you might have had one just now. And often the questions um, revolve around who, what, where, when, why, and how. And I see these questions in my office. When people come in and they're sitting down and they're trying to unpack life, it kind of revolves around those questions, who, what, where, when, why, and how. And it kind of morphs and it kind of moves and it's, you know, it's not always predictable. Um, and it's, it's sometimes very painful. The questions are not like, do I go to McDonald's or Burger King? All right? Sometimes it's, what do I do with my parents? What do I do with my kids? What do I do with 
And the questions are all pretty powerful questions. So I'd like to, to kind of shift gears, and I'm going to give you a, a word with a question mark that we're going to unpack in our time together today. So the word is if. If. With a question mark. And what follows it really does matter. If you pay attention, you know, if you listen to the Romans 8 passage, you, you kind of know the answer, but I'm going to tell you what is pretty human. It's not, I mean, it's not if with a question mark. Often it's this next one, which says, if I. If I. And let me go through the list. If I'm only well, good enough, if I don't mess up, if I go to church, if I prove my worth, if I pray, if I read the scripture, if I do enough, if I share the gospel, if I give it my best try, if I do the most that I can, if I, if I, if I, and it, notice it's all pointing like this way. If I. And if, if I can encourage you just to go back 506 years ago. Remember last week we talked about the Reformation. Somebody named Martin Luther who kind of had a question and he was living um, a lot of his life as a priest and as a monk with the if I. He knew what Christ did. That was really good. But they were teaching that I had something to do with it. It was part of the equation. Christ plus what you do will equal your salvation. And so there was a question that Martin Luther had that I see often in people today. And the question is this. Have I done enough for salvation? When it's all said and done, when I'm at the pearly gates and I'm waiting, will I have enough in my bank account? Have I done enough? And I'm going to just tell you, it is the poorest theological question you could ever ask in your life. But we, we ask it. We ask it sometimes indirectly. We ask it sometimes under the water. We don't even know we're asking it, but we kind of do. So that question that's before us, have I done enough for salvation? What Luther, when he bumped into the scriptures, when he bumped into the book of Romans, when he started looking at what God had to say, there was a very simple one-word answer to the question, have I done enough for salvation? What's the answer? Okay, no. No. And here's the list. No, we haven't proven our worth. No, we aren't good enough. No, we didn't give it our best. No, we messed up too much. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And instead of doing all those words, let me just give you a one-word issue. And it's big. And we talked last night about it, that everybody has it. We all deal with it. And it's much easier to think that it's somebody else. But it's more than that. And the one-word answer is sin. Yes, it's messing up. But I want you to understand the impact and the breadth and the depth of this word and this issue. Sin is all you and me. 
It's all you and me. And just to make us even squirm more, the Bible is very clear about what happens because of sin. Sin means death. What does that mean? When we get to be 88 years old, we take our last breath. No, it's not that. I mean, it is, but it's much more than that. The kind of death that happens because of sin is eternal separation from God forever. No joy, no peace, no love. Everything is going to be absolutely terrible. That's what sin does. That's the road it takes us down. Next slide. If the if is based on I. Kind of ponder this for a second. If the if is based on I, a couple things will be taking place. Number one, we will be lacking. Number two, we will feel empty. Three, we will feel lost. And then the last one, this is really big. It's the word condemned. That's what happens. If we, if we invest into the eye and we think it's going to do something when it comes to God and him you know, bringing us into heaven, that's, that's not how it works. So here we go, folks. I'm going to shift gears. We talked about some really bad stuff, but now I want to tell you that there is good news. In fact, there is great news. In fact, it's life-changing news. And here it is. Ready for this? There is now no condemnation for those. Okay? We're going to stop right there, and we're going to think about it for a second. There is now no condemnation for those. I'll just tell you, this quote, good news, great news stuff, as a pastor, I love it. I love announcing it. As a Christian, I love this idea that there's now no condemnation. But how you fill it in matters. So example, if you find that perfect spouse, is that why you're not going to be condemned? Or if you have a successful career and business, um, if you have money in the bank, if, if, if you do all of these things, then there's no condemnation. Again, the Bible is very specific. The Bible doesn't leave it um, open-ended. It's not like, well, you know, you won't be condemned because you just figure it out. It tells us this. These are the words. We will not have condemnation for those who are in Christ. In Christ. End of story. I could say end of sermon, but I still have a little bit of time. Let me just make sure. Yeah, I do have time, so I'm not going to be done. So let me make sure that you understand. Uh, the next slide tells us it's not about the if I. It's not about the if I. It's not about you. It's not about me. But rather, as the scriptures tell us, as Paul tells us, as God, as God inspired, the answer is, if Christ. If Christ. Ready for this? Here's the list. If Christ was good enough, if he loved so much, if he died for us all, if he provided the bread of life and the living water, if he fulfilled the scripture, if he performed every good work, if he sought out those who were lost, if he died the death we should have died, if he beat the uh, grave, and if he rose to give us word. If Christ. If Christ. 
And I'll just tell you, in my world, my life, I forget this too many times. Sometimes I shift my focus from if Christ to if I. If I only would do this, if I only would have done that. And the only way that I get to have a sense of peace, and I'm going to tell you that's your story too, the only way you're going to get some kind of peace, if Christ. If Christ. And Paul tells us these words. If Christ, then nothing can separate us. And he gives a, a pretty good list. Life or death, heights or depths. How about this? Faults or mess-ups. Now, that's not Paul's words. That's my words. Or how about guilt or shame? If Christ, then nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. If Christ. But if it's Jim Thielen, oh my goodness, then there's a lot of separation. There's a lot of disconnect. If Christ. Would you just say those two words for a second? If Christ. If Christ. Okay, cool. I love it. Say it again. If Christ. Wow. And, and when you say those words, just think about all the list. All that he did for you and for me. Ponder that. Not just within the four walls of a church, but how about this? How about when you go out from here? How about when you go do your thing, whatever your thing is? Maybe you're going to stop at Hy-Vee. And I'm not endorsing a certain restaurant, but I tried a certain restaurant that's in Hy-Vee recently. It was very good. Um, but maybe you're going to go and watch the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> maybe not. That's okay. Um, one of the youth, I almost wanted to give him a hug, but that would probably be not good. He had a Green Bay Packer hat on. I thought, this is like way cool. There's some kind of spiritual thing going on there, right? I don't know what you're going to do afterwards, but I'm going to tell you, if Christ. The next word, next slide, is the word now. Yes, there is now no condemnation, but there's also the now go. And maybe you'll remember these words, and we're going to do them again. Let's put the next slide up. Uh, first group over here. Um, if Christ, what happens, right? We are what? Love. We are? Yes. We are? Power. We are blessed. We are? Love. So if Christ, if Christ, if Christ, if Christ, that's the rhythm. We are loved, forgiven, empowered, and blessed. Wow. Isn't it, great to, isn't it great to have it? It's really great to have it. But let's go a little bit further. So I said the word now and go. Next slide. And I'm just going to read it because you guys have done such a great job. This is what happens. You give what you receive. You got love. You got forgiveness. You got power. You're blessed. Find people in your circle of influence who would be dramatically changed and blessed because you make it so clear in your word and action, if Christ, if Christ, 
Because of Christ, I am loved, forgiven, empowered, and blessed. And so can you. It still amazes me. You know, we're going through the, the chosen. And I'm like, why would he choose people like that to take the message and bring it? I'm just going to tell you this. God does great things with people like us. I think that's what it's all about. Yes, misfit fishermen. Misfit person who <clears throat> made his confirmation pastor leave the classroom crying because I was so brutal. I was that bad. And yet God loved, forgave, empowered, and blessed. And that's your story too. Before you start thinking that you never made your confirmation pastor run out, you got your own list of that you can be redeemed, loved, forgiven, empowered, and blessed. I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to invite the, the band up. Are they all out there ready to come? Yep, come on up. We're going we're gonna to sing another song. But before we do, as they get ready, I'm going to share with you the blessing. And this blessing is not something that Jim Thielen decided to write and figure out and what would sound pretty and good. These are words from God to people like you and me. They're powerful words. They're, they're incredible words as we go through this journey of life and we make our way out to wherever. These words are life-changing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
like a God problem, he can solve it. You may have something that you can't figure out in the room. Sounds like a God problem, he can solve it. He's on it. I've got a God problem, he can solve it. He's on it. One more time. the last time singing. Come on, sing. Put the
can't tell you when, when our fears will all fade, and a new season begins, but I know somehow, mm, now the story 